morning, church family. So uh, if you didn't put all of that together in the video, that passage was Isaiah 9-6. And I would like to read that for you this morning. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. I know we're entering into the Christmas season right now, and it's not just a time of fellowship with family, though we enjoy that. It's not just a time of exchanging gifts and showing appreciation to one another, though we do that during this season. We have many reasons for celebration, many reasons for joy, and many reasons for thanksgiving, the most of which is that for unto us a child is born. That is as plain as it can be the fulfillment of God's promise that Jesus came to complete his work. And it is not lost on me that this time of year is not easy for everyone. This time of year is not always a source of joy. This time of year can be discouraging, it can be hard, it can be a reminder of loss. But I wanna remind myself this morning, and I would like to remind you as well that we are celebrating God's faithfulness we're celebrating kept promises of God that for unto us a child was born and behold a lamb that takes away the sin of the world, John the Baptist would say as Jesus entered his ministry, this child that was born unto us. Whether you had a Christmas tree up in October and you just loved the Christmas season or whether you would prefer it never to happen again because of the loss it reminds you of, I want to remind us of this thing. He is, he is our wonderful counselor. He is our mighty God. He is our everlasting father. He is our prince of peace. He is our comforter. He is our redeemer. He is in me and I am in him. He is in you and you are in him. He is Emmanuel, God with us. So whether you find yourself in celebration or you find yourself in a valley this season, he is right there with you. He is carrying you, he is preserving you, and he will be faithful to every promise he has ever made, and he is gonna come back to this earth and with a great authority take this weak and mortal body and transform it into a glorified body like his, and so with him we shall forever be. So take heart in that this morning, believer. Enjoy this season. Focus in on what's important, that God is faithful, that God walks through every season of life with us, that the God in the valley and the God on the mountaintop are the same God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace. Worship him this morning, church family. Father God, we thank you for your son. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you that you have kept every promise you ever made for to us that our blessed hope rests in your faithfulness, God. We love you, Father, and we just lift this time of worship and, and fellowship up to honor and magnify and glorify you, Lord. Thank you for this time together. Amen. Let's stand together this morning, church.
different than what we're used to, but they can still be worshiped from our hearts. So let's just enter in this morning as we do that.
I love the word peace. I love what it means by definition. I love what it means experientially. Those of us that are a little older, uh, you can echo this. The older you get in life, if you can't do it with peace, just forget it. Nothing's worth our peace. The Bible speaks to us uh, about peace with God and having the peace of God, both. Peace with God through Christ the Lord. The peace of God through Christ the Lord. Instead of Pastor John saying this, could you hear this from the Word of God as if God were talking to you today? Peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. So don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Peace. Would you just close your eyes this morning? And I want you just to picture this reality. This isn't uh, visioneering. This is real. In heaven, at the right hand of the Ancient of Days, the Everlasting Father, sits Christ the Lord. His glory fills the temple. Can you imagine him looking over your life, your home, and saying the words, my peace I give to you? Well, he did. Lord, may we have the faith to believe that that which you've pronounced over us and for us is ours. May we walk in the reality, the realization that you don't give false hope and there's peace for this season for us. There's peace for this moment. There's peace for this problem, this challenge. And it's your peace. We don't have to drum it up. We don't have to uh, rev it up. It's sufficient. And Lord, I just want to speak on behalf of all of us today. We recognize you and we esteem and honor and respect and worship you as King of kings and Lord of lords, our Savior, our Redeemer, our provider, our protector, our source, our help, our strength, our healer, our coming King. We love you today, Lord. We love you today, Lord. Before you're seated, can I take just a quick moment to whoever, you know, when, when you talk to a group of people, you can say anything and it apply to someone. But when Jason was talking about the, how the season can be harder for some than others, you know, you live long enough and there are good Christmases and there's bad ones. There's easy ones and there's hard ones. There's average and then there's, you know, those filled with tragedy. I believe I've sampled all of them off the, off the table. But there's still in every one of them a familiar feeling of home about it. That why we celebrate remains. 
it remains. So if this is a, a tearful season, when you cry, do that unto the Lord. If it's joyful and sad, look at Papa holding this baby here. Then we worship unto the Lord. Make sure you do it with Him. Whatever the season is, whether the house is full or it's empty, make sure we do it unto Him. Thank you again, Lord, for this day, all that it means, for your promises, your presence, and the peace that we never merited, but we sure don't want to live without. And all of God's people together said, Amen. You may be seated this morning. Good morning, everybody. My name is Kelly, and on behalf of my husband, John, and the rest of our staff here, I want to say a big good morning and welcome to you guys. We're so glad that we get to worship together here on the Lord's Day with you guys. Um, if you're a first-time visitor with us, please do me um, a huge favor um, if we happen to miss you as you were walking in the front door. First of all, I hope our greeting team greeted you, um, let you know where your children um go children's church um, we don't have sunday school this past sunday but um if we happen to miss you do me a huge favor and if you could please um, stop by the greeting table on your way out we just have a small gift we'd like to put in your hands also like to touch base get to know you find out how you knew about uh, found out about our church and how we can serve you whether it's having um one of our elders come and visit you at the church uh, at your home or um how we can serve you. We just want to be there for you, so please do let us know. Um, we have got our announcement video coming up. Um, it's going to tell us about things that we've got going on in the church in the next couple of weeks, and then we're going to have our time of offering. Good morning, Christ Chapel family. Got a few announcements. We're going to start with one of our favorites. That is the ambassadors at the Main Street Extravaganza Lighting Show downtown. If you would like to be an ambassador, go see the information desk right upstairs. All right, it looks like we have some Christmas parties popping up around town. December 19th, we have two. The first one is our senior adults Christmas party. And if you have any questions, please go see Joy Quick. And then also youth, we also have your Christmas party on that day as well. Come see me if you have any questions. All right, and don't forget on December 24th, that's Christmas Eve, we will have a Christmas Eve service, and that will be from 6 to 6.30. We want to see you there. All right, and all this stuff is found on our social media and our CC app on your smart device. Come see us at ChristChapelMacon.com, and on Instagram, Facebook, ChristChapelMacon. Have a wonderful day. going to continue our time of worshiping the Lord by giving our tithes and offerings. So take a moment with your family and pray over your giving um, before they, um, you come. The baskets are right up here, and they're going to go ahead and play some operatory music for us.
Good morning, everybody. Hey, we had a great conversation at our house this morning prior to, to coming. Uh, Lori, my wife, reminded me that it was 52 weeks ago today that we came to Christ Chapel Macon for the very first time. Very first time, one year today. And so we came. Amen, man. Wow. Yes. And can I just say we are so glad we did. We are so glad we did. Some places that you go and, and you walk in and people that don't know you are a little bit held back and, and are pulled back, just kind of unsure about how to approach you or those kind of deal. And then some places you go and it's a little stoic. I mean, they're just, you know, they're just kind of rigid and, and not really very uh, forward in, in reaching. But, but you guys leaned in to us as we've come here over this past year, and I am so very grateful some of you here today are uh, looking for somewhere that you're going to belong as a part of a church family and uh, man I want to say thank you for being here and we'd love nothing better than for you to be a part of this family if that's the way the Lord's leading you so we want to say we this crew has has leaned into us and we to you and I am so grateful that we get to be here what an honor and a privilege and I know Pastor John and his family have been under the weather and have been sick. Isn't it good to see Pastor back today, man? We are glad, brother. Amen. That's right. Amen. Wow. The Christmas story. The Christmas story. So many elements, so many that are in there that to, to kind of pick one out and focus in that direction really was what my heart is today. And so to pick one of those out as as... As I look at that Christmas narrative again, today we're going to share together a, a word that says, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? Probably somewhere mid-teenage, 16, 17-ish years old, Galilean Jewish young lady who, whom God chose for a specific purpose on, in, in his plan on this earth. And when I think about the earthly mother of Jesus one who was chosen by God to bring him into this world, I'm just blown away at this reality, that God chooses and uses people to do his bidding on this earth. That he chooses and uses us. Man, how, how messed up are we? <laughs> all crack pots in some direction, right? I mean, we, we all trying to work it out. And if God looked and said, I need to find somebody that is infallible, then we, he'd never pick us. But God chooses and uses people on this earth. And that, man, that brings such encouragement to me to say, hey, we are those whom God chooses and uses on this earth. But as I look at Mary, I, I think about some elements that she held and, and that was, was a reality with her. And maybe there's something that we can apply from what she had that maybe can apply to our lives and us be more usable in the hands, in the hands of God. I, I, as I think about Mary, the first thing I see about Mary, as I, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, if you want to turn in your Bible there, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1 and beginning in verse 26 and following. And so we're going to see those. They'll be projected, but we're going to be in that Luke, in Luke chapter 1. And as we are, I'm, I'm just reminded that, number one, Mary was prepared she was prepared she was in that place and you know what's amazing about Mary being prepared she was prepared but she didn't know it 
She didn't know it. She had no idea. When she got up that morning, the thought never came across her mind that today God in heaven is going to send an angel and is going to speak to me. She had no idea, had no earthly idea that that was going to be coming on. But as, as we see Mary and as we read it in Luke 1, 26 and, and following, we see that the, the narrative begins to start out right there. Christ's birth announced the Lord. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. You saw the Galilean wedding series, and behold, the bridegroom cometh just lately. What insight that gives us into the Christmas narrative as well. And so now, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, the virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women." Now, can you imagine what ran through Mary's mind as all of that played out that, that she, she would have had, had to have been open-mouthed in surprise and shock and wonder at what in the world, how in the world, what she didn't know was that preparations were being made even before the time came that Gabriel arrived. Even before the time came that God would use her in such a major fashion, preparation was going on. But she didn't know it. That what she didn't have that understanding. Folks, if we're waiting on God to send the five-year and the ten-year and the long-term plan all written out in minute detail, I've read again of late, <laughs> the steps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord, and he delighteth in their way. And so God has put us in the place to get to walk by what? Faith. That's exactly right. The just shall live by faith. And so we have that opportunity to walk out this life in faith. And so we don't have the minute details of all that is upcoming, but God is always working. God is always working. We are being prepared. Now, you know, when, when we read Romans... And, and we see all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his plan, many times we leave that passage with a question mark. I don't know exactly what that means. If we could kind of make it simple today, perhaps it means that the things that are going on circumstantially in our life are the tools that God uses to prepare us for what's upcoming. Or the things that we don't even know. Man, we've walked down that path of preparation when we had no idea that that's what God was doing. We don't have the, the privilege of everything that God's got going on. He reveals it to us piece by piece, step by step. So we don't know all the things that are going on. Mary didn't know that God was preparing her and so is he preparing our lives right now. Right now, for the next step, for the next thing, we're ever being used as a part of God's plan on this earth as his children. We're ever being used as a part of God's plan. And things happen that were, were completely off the grid to us. We had no idea. My wife and I were married in 1990. We're married for some 10 years uh, till, till right about 2000, somewhere right about 99 we got the news that Miss Lori was with child. 
man, we got excited and we led a, a church at that point. And so everybody jumped on board and we're all celebrating and everything's going along well, only to find out that a miscarriage was to be in our future after we'd waited for a, a long season and we had no idea what, what in the world. And then along about between 2003, somewhere there, another one would come to pass in our in our way and uh man amazingly as it works we came to a doctor's appointment having uh having been um shown with child and and lord's pregnant and all that we come that day to our appointment at the doctor's office in macon we come in there and there's no heartbeat that day and on that very day a couple that we pastored we came to see them in the hospital who delivered twins that day so i thought man this is unusual. This, this is very odd, but i tell you what happened down the trail. The Lord used that. Praise the Lord. There are three that are here today, two more in heaven, but there's three that are here today. And so God took and used that as an opportunity for lady after lady after lady after lady who had gone through a miscarriage for Miss Lori to be able to connect with them and be able to say to them, you can walk through here and trust God even though you think a brighter day is not coming. You know how that happens? We minister to people out of that which God has ministered unto us. And he, you know what he was doing? Preparing. He was preparing. He was getting ready for all that. That's why Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are so important. Trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him and He'll direct our path. God is in the business of preparation. And He was with Mary. She was prepared. Not only was she prepared, as God looked over the earth to choose the vehicle through which his no offense ladies um the the person through whom his son would come mary was secondly she was picked she was picked she was chosen by god so we look in luke 1 and 29 and it goes on to tell us but when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was then the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will, grow, will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary was picked. She was chosen. She was, was hand chosen by God. To do this mission to do this mission and so as she was hand chosen surely she's perplexed have you had the experience where God came and said hey here's what I want you to do maybe it came along a little differently than, than a Mary of course but maybe it was hey we want you to do the devotion at the family reunion or maybe we want you to teach this class or maybe to come and give your testimony or do some of those kind of things. Man, it is amazing to recognize during this season of the year that God picked her. God picked her. Are we a little afraid of God picking us? Hmm. We're a little bit afraid of God picking us? If we say of all the people that are out there, if God looks down and he picks us, does that bring a little bit of fear to us? Do we struggle with it? God, if you... If you pick me, 
then God, surely I'm inadequate. Surely, God, there's somebody else that could do this better. Surely, surely, God, I couldn't possibly be the one because I've got blemishes in my past. Man, we can come up with a list of excuses a mile long, but the reality is God picked Mary. And so he picks us. He picks us in so many ways. We think that tomorrow, unless you're off for the rest of the month, if you, if you are, I celebrate with you, but tomorrow, if you get up and go to work, you don't go there to do a, a task and to receive a paycheck. You get paid to go to the mission field. <laughs> that's right, tomorrow, that's the place. God picks you to be in that place to do what he wants to do there. And I'm certain that Mary struggled with the reality that God picked her. I'm sure she struggled with that reality. And she thought, wow, of all the people, why would God pick me? And if we can get past having to know the why and just simply say, I'm in, God. I'm in, God. Whatever you desire, I'm good to go. I'm in there. How about this next reality right here that Mary was, yes, prepared and picked, but Mary was perfect. Now, don't, don't think I've taken a, a theological um, uh, side road here. <laughs> not infallible, not sinless, but for the task at hand, Mary was perfect. She was perfect. She was prepared. She was picked. She was perfect for what needed to happen right there. And God knew that. God knew that. God knew she was the perfect choice for this assignment though not perfect, herself. Not one to be prayed to, not one to, to be held as deity, not one to be worshipped, but was perfect for the assignment that God called her to. Luke, Luke 1 and 34, let's check it out. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? How, how can this be? And so the Holy Spirit, and the angel said, said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One, which is to be born, will be called the Son of God. You're going to be the earthly mother of the Messiah. Wow. <laughs> that, would be, that thought would be a little overwhelming. But I tell you what I love. I love that faith kicked in for Mary, and she embraced the task and she grabbed hold of what God was saying to her, and she said, I'm willing to do exactly what you say. I'm willing to do exactly what you say. And fourthly, I see with Mary, when she heard this news, when she, you know something that's interesting about this to me as I, as I think through where Mary would have been, there are a lot of things that we are called upon to do that we put a point of reference with it right quick. What that means is, have we had experience with this in the past? Do we know somebody that's had experience with this in the past? Is, is there some way that I can find a point of reference and say, okay, if God's going to do this for me, how did he do it in somebody else before? Mary had none of that. No. No point of reference, no ability to look and say, nobody else that she can go to and say, hey, has this ever happened to you before? Nobody, nobody, nobody could she do that with. And now she comes along 
and says, okay, I've got this. About kind of like uh, even Simon Peter stepping out of the boat and walking on the water, he could look out there and see Jesus doing it. You know, so, so there is a, a, we look for a reference point. Ha, has it, have, have I seen it happen this way before? And for Mary, the answer would be no. And so Mary was at a place of, a, of abandonment to the will of God. No reference, no ability to talk with somebody else about it, no point that she can look back to in the past, but to simply say, Lord, I'll embrace what you put before me and walk it out step by step. God help us. God help us to be that way. So Mary was perfect in the, in the realm of the assignment that she was put forth to do. And through her life, I find something that Mary was that I find so refreshing in the fourth point today. Mary was present. Mary was there. <laughs> of course, when Jesus was born, Mary was there. That, no doubt about that. Um, at Jesus' first miracle, the wedding feast at Cana of Galilee, who's there? Mary's there. They come to her and, and say, man, as, as we see it, how about John 2 and verse 5? How about, and his mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. That was the last recorded words of Mary. The last recorded words of Mary, whatever he says for you to do, do it. Man, that's pretty good advice. That's pretty good in, in, insight right there on what to do. And so, man, Mary was there at his crucifixion. Jesus hangs on the cross, and he looks down, and one of the utterances of the seven he made from the cross, he looked down and said, Woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. And so made accommodations for his mom with John while he hung on the cross, but who was present? Where were the disciples? They were scattered out. They were all over the place. They were, they were gone. We know John was there, but, but the rest of the crew was, uh, was off somewhere else and, and uh, trying to figure out what was going to happen now. But here's Mary. She was present there. So whether it was his birth or whether it was his first miracle, whether it was, wow, uh, she, she was about a day late one time uh, coming back into uh, Jerusalem to find him. He's 12 years old and is teaching and in the, having a conversation with the doctors and, and those uh, elite of his day. And she came in. They came in, finally found him. And what did he say? Did you not know where I'd be? Did you not know I'd be about my father's business? So we see that, that wherever it is, even though had a little delay in one of them, Mary was present. Wow, this, this is not super deep theologically, but I'll tell you what, it makes a world of difference in real life circumstances. There is really no, there's really no other viable option to showing up. <laughs> there's really no other great option to showing up. To say, well, I was there in spirit. Really, um, we appreciate it, but... <laughs> But you there in body and spirit is really good, really good. And so, so being there, man, there is no, man, I, I tell you, when I think about, as I look back over the course of my life, there have been major significant times when people so much sent me a message, and it was simply by showing up. It was simply by showing up. I know 
in 05, my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer, went through a, a difficult season, decided to, to do the double mastectomy, decided to do the chemo, decided to do radiation, do everything possible to, to fight this deal. And so I had um, a significant event. My ordination was in uh, May of 07. And she was in the heart of all this stuff going on and, and all of this stuff happening with her. My ordination was in Savannah. And so, uh, man, when the ordination was, was happening and, and going on and the service was starting, here I see somebody coming along in a walker. And guess who that was? That was mom. In the midst of all that she was going through, here she was. She knew the value of being present, of showing up, of being there. Man, that, that is monumental, church to show up, to be present. To, now, I know there are circumstances over which we have no control, but then when we can, we want to be present, and Mary was there. She was present for Jesus, and through his life, and uh, man, the fifth point today, and I want us to see it together, that when the time came, Jesus has died on the cross, he's been resurrected from the dead, he has appeared to, to his followers. It comes time for him to go, and he does. Ascends into heaven, then comes to that place where he gives the instructions at the end of the book of Luke, where he says, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And so these hear these instructions. And so, man, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14, we get a little bit of a, of a panoramic view of who was present in that upper room uh, at Pentecost in Acts chapter 1 and verse 14. Let's check it out. Let's see who was there. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. You notice where she was? She was present there. She was continuing to follow out the plan of God. Now, Mary majorly used in bringing the Messiah to this earth hand-picked by God, perfect for the assignment, present at all the events, but now here she is taking that word that Jesus said and taking that to heart, being present in that upper room. And I'm going to submit to you today that Mary was Pentecostal. That Mary was Pentecostal. That she, and check this out. Check this out now. Name somebody else that comes to mind that two Elements of the Godhead were present in her physical body. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. And here she was. Mary is present at Pentecost. She's present there when the Spirit's poured out. Over her he flows, and in her he comes to dwell. And now we see that she's the only human to be physically indwelt by two members of the Godhead, Messiah and the Holy Spirit. What a blessing to have a spirit-filled mother. What a blessing to have one that is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. You realize that the Holy Spirit has, has, it brings heaven to earth a bit in the sense that God lives in us. That God lives in us and Holy Spirit has that capability to be able to bring along our path one who has a God-inspired word in a God-inspired moment. And moms in this house today, I know it's not Mother's Day, but I just say, if you today are full of the Holy Spirit, man, you are a treasure and I am grateful for you.
I am grateful for you. I am thankful to, uh, to be able to know those who, and to be married to one who is a mom filled with the Holy Spirit. Feel, because there are going to be times <laughs> that we know not how to pray as we ought. <laughs> and we're going to need the help, who is the helper, who is the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he gives us what we need in that moment. He comes and intercedes in ways that we ourselves don't even know. Comes and moves in ways that are supernatural. I'm grateful that Mary was Pentecostal. So for us in here today, Mary, did you know the resounding answer would have to be no? I didn't know. I did not know. I had any I had no idea, but she was prepared and picked and perfect for the assignment, present and Pentecostal. And as that unfolds and as we look at Mary today, maybe in a new in a new vein, in a new with a new perspective, maybe with a new maybe with a new way as we look and check this out with me, church. In the Old Testament, he was God above us. Moses, come up to the mount. I'm going to come down, and I'm going to meet you there, and I'm going to give you what the people need. God above us. When Jesus came, in the, in the narrative we find that his name shall be Emmanuel. Now, what does that mean? God with us. So God above us in the Old Testament, God with us now, which is a major deal, and I am grateful. But we went on to find out that, um, that when we come to faith in Christ and we um, trust in him, that Jesus said, I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm going to send you back a helper. And when I send you back that helper, greater works than I have done are you going to do because he's going to be God in you. So we made some progress, God above, God with, God in. But you know what he went on further to say in the New Testament? He went on further to say, out of your innermost being, there's going to flow rivers of living water, which he spoke of the Spirit who was yet to come and would flow through them. So now what have we got? God above us, God with us, God in us. God through us. Ooh, you talk about a privilege. You talk about a privilege. That means we partnered with God. No longer God above us. No longer just God with us. Not just God in us, though that's major. Now it's God through us. Wow. You know what that is? Woo. Hallelujah. Amen. That that is multiplication. That means that any task that needs to be accomplished on this earth, can I come back? God chooses and uses people. Can I get a little better than that? God chooses and uses us to accomplish his plan on this earth. Now, what was Mary's initial mission right there? Be faithful to God, of course, ahead of it. But her initial mission was... You're going to bring the Messiah to this earth. I'm going to be his heavenly father. You're going to be his earthly mother. And I'm going to come through you to bring Messiah into this world. Just like Mary had a mission, so do we. 
Her mission was to bring Jesus into this world, and our mission is to bring Jesus into our world. Wherever we are, with our family, with our celebration of Christmas, with our get-togethers that we have, our workplace, the people that are around us in our lives, that's our world. And so we're here to bring Jesus into our world, just like Mary was here to bring Jesus in this world. I'm going to submit you already have been prepared. <laughs> I think God's picked us. No, not, not predestination or divine election. I think God's picked us because on this earth today, He's got a family and a body that's raised up. Man, you perfect for your assignment. Perfect for your assignment and nobody else can do it. Just like you will. Man, be present. Be present. Showing up is major important. Wow, man. No substitute for being full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit that out of us He may flow. So in this time today, wow, man, do you know the Lord Jesus? Do you have a relationship with him? Are you in a place? If you're searching today, what a great place. What a great place. Because he said, if you'll draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. So if you're searching in this house today, wow, what a great, great time to open your heart and say, Jesus, I want you to come into my heart today. I want you to be my forgiver and my leader. I want my life to have substance, just like these that I read about in these stories in the Bible. And I, I want to I walk with you as my Messiah and make heaven my home and have exactly what Pastor John talked about today. When the Prince of Peace comes to live in us and work through us, then we're the peace bringers. That's who we are. Or maybe you're in here today and you say, ooh, I struggle a little bit with the calling. Mm, I struggle a little bit with, with saying yes, answering in the affirmative. I struggle with it a little bit. I'm, I, mm, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And as God begins to use us in bigger fashions than what has been in the past, most often, the number one tool the devil uses is fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I, I, I don't, what if I don't say the right thing? What, what if somebody knows what I used to be? Any of that. Wow, man. I just, I, I, I just cast that fear down in the name of Jesus. And say, Lord, release us to be who you desire us to be. Wow. Hallelujah. And I think I'd be remiss for me today not to have a time of response to be able to say you know what man I want to I want to take a step in his direction steps are major those of the Lord of the righteous are watched by God and he delights in our way man can we just stand all over this house this Christmas season and say Lord God mm, man we're just gonna gonna give an opportunity that if you're here today and you say, I, I want to come down and I want to embrace Jesus as my Savior. I want, I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. Man, we'd love to pray with you. There are those that will meet you here, want to help you just walk down that path 
to a brand new relationship with God through Jesus. And that second place is this. To say, Lord, I embrace the call. I embrace the call that you put on my life. 2022 is just on the horizon. And 2021 is almost over. I'm going to start out this brand new year saying yes every day. Yes. Yes, God. What are we going to do today? Embrace the call. Embrace the call. Man, Pastor John's here. Pastor Wade, Pastor Jason, all of us are, are down here. And man, I'm going to just give you an opportunity to come. So I want to take a step in God's direction. He always honors it. I want to take a step in God's direction today. He has what you need. And uh, I'm going to challenge you to take that step today. In Jesus' name. We good? Let's do it. Let's do it. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Wow. That's you today. And I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yes. Yes. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes, God. Thank you, God. Yes, I do, God. Yes, I do, God. Yes, I do. Everything I give to you. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I give myself away. I give myself.
What a timely, clear word for us. I got a lot to chew on, and pastor can understand this, and those that preach and teach. Whenever I hear preaching, the preacher in me starts going, and I've got all these ideas. So, so next week I'm gonna preach Mary 2.0, you know, and, uh, and I, I'll start it off with. And I was thinking the other day. Can I leave you with this thought as we uh, leave the sanctuary today? Christ in you. Mary said, I, I, I housed him. I housed him. Don't, don't just let what Pastor Brad mentioned uh, just go over your head. She brought him to the world. and You share him with the world. Yeah. Very, very similar. Father. Thank you for this wonderful day. Uh, thank you, Lord, for uh, Brad ministering today for me this week. As uh, Our house was just battling everything the flu is and was. Have a prepared heart and an anointed word for this house. And, Lord, I'm, I'm not trying to be center stage on, on this sermon, but would you pick me again, Lord? Just pick me again. Pick us, Lord. Use us. Use us for your glory, I pray. Let us make Jesus known in middle Georgia, throughout Georgia, and all the ends of our nation, Lord. We love you today, God. We give you the glory that's due your name. And if you should tarry, Lord, we'll see you back in this house and worship you next week. In Jesus' name. Before you're uh, dismissed today, if we could have all the guys that are uh, able to help us stack chairs. Jay's Hope is going to make this their uh, banquet area again. We've got our dollies here. Um, where do they go up? 25 high? Till they start looking crooked and then stop. Uh, but if you can make sure to help us get all the chairs up before you leave, God bless you today. <laughs>